Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of some personal opinions related to sports, also known as sports. I'm your host, Caden Shea, and uh, my co-host today is Mr. Eli Elwanger. How are you doing today, Eli? Good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Let's talk about some sports. Let's just get right into it. We got a big week uh, ahead of us. Um, I mean, behind us. Uh, first of all, the NFL draft was this um, past weekend. Uh, what are your opinions on the biggest uh, players that were taken in this draft? Man. I, I have a – so I'm a Chiefs fan, as you know. And so I think we had a really good draft. Part of me wishes we would have traded up for some of the some of the higher up defensive players, but overall, I think it was a. I feel like this draft class just in general was a. I don't know, lacking in some areas. I think it was very defensive, defensively heavy, um, which, uh, which yeah, you can think of that however you want it to, however you want. But it was just kind of weird seeing just one quarterback go in the first round. Um, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, overall, uh, man, I think it was a solid draft. I think some some teams made some questionable decisions, but also some teams that I didn't think would make good choices, like the Giants and the Jets made really good choices, and I was surprised by that. Um, it'll be it'll be cool to see if uh, we get some new contenders this year. So. For real, for real. So we were talking about the. Uh, First quarterback in the draft, and that was uh, that belongs to my favorite team, the Steelers. We got Kenny Pickett, and uh, personally, as a Steelers fan, I am very, very excited about the new prospect uh, of a dude taking over for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, this should be a very, very fun season mm-hmm. with him and Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky. For those of you who don't know. Um, trying to vie for the uh, QB1 spot and uh, see who will carry the reins for the Steelers organization going forward. Um, we also drafted another quarterback late late um, from South Dakota State University, which uh, kind of tells me that Mason Rudolph might be on his way out of the Steelers organization, which is very, very interesting. Yeah, you a fan of that? I am. I am not the biggest Mason Rudolph fan, uh, personally. I uh, I think we need some new blood in there, and he mm-hmm. just wasn't it when uh, Ben was hurt about two, three years ago. Uh, just didn't produce as much as I would have liked him to. So yeah. I am. I'm fine with him on his way out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Steelers pick Kenny Pickett. How do you like? Obviously, it's a great pick, but. Also, I thought I thought they were more likely to take uh, like a Desmond Ritter type or a, a Malik Willis type. Like, how do you feel? Like, obviously, obviously, Pickett has some sort of like he can he can use his legs a little bit. Um, but I I would I don't know a lot about him. But I feel like just from my my very short time scouting him out, he seems like more of a like a pocket passer. Yes, but he also he also can uh, control the run as well. Yeah. He uh he um one of my favorite plays of his is he uh faked a slide to get a touchdown and well it's illegal now. Yeah. But it was awesome. And um I think he he could be uh 
a good runner, a good passer. Like the only concern I, of course, have is that he has small hands, and um, that could lead to more fumbling and um, less grip of the ball. Yeah. Which could be really dangerous. But overall, I think like man, this dude, this dude has it. Like I, I'm just really excited. The really sad part is we didn't pick up any offensive line to back him up. Yeah. And our offensive line is something we struggled with last year. So I am very, very curious to see what we do. I think we got some a few undrafted free agents mm-hmm. uh, who are a part of the offensive line, but definitely a need that I wanted to get addressed that didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on the, on the same page with you. Um, just like the Chiefs' first two picks were defensive players, which – I think our defense definitely needed some work, um, but we did just lose some of our, our well, our main our wide receiver one, and then some decent backup players like who would play behind him. Um, so I thought we I thought we would use our pick on a on a wide receiver, but I I did like our defensive picks. My problem was just that we continued to pick up defensive players, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was just like, all all you're doing right now is drafting people to. Uh, to like compete against each other in practice and see who gets the t- the top spot, um, but it'll be interesting to see. I I hope our our team really hasn't been known for its defensive output except for late in the playoffs or like late in the season. I mean, yeah, and then early in the playoffs. But um, so I, it'd be interesting to see if maybe the the eyes on our team shift more from the offense to the defensive side of the ball this year. That'd be kind of cool to see that happen but yeah yeah and I definitely think Kansas City is on the uh on the rebuild right now with uh shipping out Tyreek Hill and um um some of their other offensive players and rebuilding their defense mm-hmm. and like taking out like Tyron Matthew well potentially potentially and um stuff like that so it's really interesting to see I think we're in the second era officially of the Patrick Mahomes era. Um, so, yeah. What are your opinions on the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trayvon Walker first overall over Aiden Hutchinson, who has been hyped up for months? Mm. Yeah. I. Uh, it's an interesting pick for sure. Like, um, one that became – they must have said something publicly about it because – Trayvon Walker just shot up on the odds for to be drafted pick or be drafted first. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I I like the I like the move. Trayvon was a a baller linebacker for Georgia and just absolutely scary on the defensive end. And I mean both players are, um, but I also think too that it's cool that uh, Hutchinson gets to stay in in Michigan mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think I think honestly, um, it'll be good for his development just to like, uh, you know, maybe his first couple of years he's he's in Michigan and gets to develop where he's like, used to living his life and like he's used to the climate he's used to the, the people he's used to the city, mm-hmm. um, I think that could actually be really good for his development just to be in a familiar territory, and then if he does get traded one day, I don't know, which I don't know if Detroit will ever let go of him well, I guess we'll see. What he produces this year, but 
Yeah, I think it. I think it's a underrated pick for the Jaguars. I like it, but yeah. And I going back to uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, that is another thing that I think will definitely benefit him from being a player in Pitt yeah. and staying in Pittsburgh. Uh, he said on the uh, um, press conference that he'd be leading the team tours that usually they send like a guy who's been there for years to lead the rookie tours but um, this year they have a rookie leading the rookie tour so it's kind of funny yeah Um, and yeah very interesting Uh, since we're from northern Iowa you you and I go Cats Trevor Penning right before Kenny Pickett New Orleans Saints offensive tackle for University of Northern Iowa has officially been the first ever University of Northern Iowa pick to go um, in the first round. So congratulations to Trevor Penning. uh, uh, David Johnson. I think he went second. Went second round? Let me me look it up. Is he still playing for the Cardinals? I think so. Man. He was very. He was really productive. His no, no, seasons. he plays for the Texans. Texans now. Yep, he was part of that uh, uh, DeAndre trade. Hopkins yeah, yeah, trade. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, he was. He was really productive for the Cardinals. Um, and I, I hope that. I mean the the running back court for Houston isn't super deep, so it'd be interesting to uh, to see if he gets a gets his spotlight back a little bit. He went third round, huh? He went in the third round. Third round. Pick 86 All in right. the 2015 draft. Yep. So we, we covered northern Iowa. Let's talk about some other Iowa schools. Let's talk about Iowa State. First of all, Brees Hall. Uh, surprised he didn't go first round. Yeah, um, but... But went to the Jets, and the Jets, dude, they just had an unbelievable draft. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in terms of the talent that was... I, I saw that the first their first three picks were like... Two of them were ranked number one at their position going into the draft, and the the other one was ranked number three at his position. And oh, well, and then Brees Hall, you get he go he went second round, early second round. Right? Yep, but he was the first running back taken in this draft. Yeah, and he was ranked number one at his position as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, dude, the Jets had a phenomenal draft. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, and then the next Iowa State player, or I don't know, uh, no, Charlie Kohler went next. He went to. Baltimore, mm-hmm. he'll back up Mark Andrews potentially. Yeah, be interesting to see uh, how he develops. He was dude, solid tight end, probably best tight end, definitely best tight end in the Big Twelve, P- potentially top five tight end at, uh, in the whole um, NCAA. Um, but Mister Irrelevant, Mister Irrelevant, Brock Purdy going to back up no other but. Um, <laughs> Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Is is, is Beathard still at San Fran? Oh, I think he. Oh no no he went to the uh, Jaguars. Jaguars. Yep. yep yep yeah I remember that. Yep now. yep he is uh, yeah he's in Jacksonville now. Yeah that that's a uh, dude <laughs> I don't uh, Brock I I don't know how I feel about Brock as an Iowa State fan I wasn't in love with him but I think. I think that uh, as an Iowa State fan, I can say that I liked him more than Iowa fans probably liked Spencer Petrus this year. It's true. But, no, I think that's funny that he got the Mr. Irrelevant title. But, I, I, you know, as an Iowa State fan, I just I, I want to see him uh, mature and develop. 
Hopefully he becomes. Maybe he gets a a position somewhere. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see him ever starting in the NFL personally. Um. But uh, yeah, that's just funny to me. But. Yep, Tyler Linderbaum for uh, Iowa. Iowa went to the Ravens. Yep. So one of the one of my favorite centers in recent years at Iowa. So. Very excited to see him develop. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So just yeah. thought I'd throw him out there. Just yeah, dude. It's good to. It's fun seeing some Iowa boys go. Um, into the, yeah. It's kind of like a like a small world kind of thing where you're like, wow. This puts Iowa on the map a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're a pretty overlooked state, so it's awesome mm-hmm. seeing talent come from our state and. Even if they weren't, like, originally born here. Just, like, going to school here and then. Well, especially one of, like, a player from our school. Right. Which is one yeah, of the yeah, smallest yeah, yeah. schools, smallest state schools in uh, Iowa. It's just, it's just awesome to see. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that was the NFL draft. Let's uh, let's move on to the NBA playoffs that are going on right now. Going on right now. Um, Grizzlies Warriors just, just wrapped up after the time we uh, – we're recording this. Warriors won a nail biter, one fifteen, one sixteen, I believe. Um, uh, well, John Morant, despite losing one sixteen, one seventeen. John Morant, despite losing, dropped a 30, 34 point triple double. Had th- he went thirty four, ten and ten. Um, just dude, he he is a phenomenal player. Uh, he is a generational talent. I think he is. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think we're getting to the point where. Uh, it's becoming him, Luca, Tatum. Um, who else is in there? Uh, Giannis. Uh, Would you put Donovan Mitchell in there? Maybe. Devin Booker. I, Devin Booker. Yeah. The reason, the only reason I wouldn't put Donovan Mitchell in is just because he's been kind of hurt and has struggled with injuries and also has struggled in the playoffs. And um, I guess the playoff thing isn't totally his fault. His team just hasn't produced without him. But I I think he has potential to be be top ten in the league in, in the in the upcoming years. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he gets traded, or if he demands a trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I am uh, the so I am a Golden State Warriors fan, and the most interesting story of this season besides uh, the return of Clay Thompson uh, has been Jordan Poole. Jordan mm-hmm. Poole put up eight rebounds, nine assists, 31 points tonight. Yeah, He has been a breakout player for our um, team. He has been such a good backup for – I mean, he, he scored the most points on our team, so I don't even know if I call him a backup at this point. I think, I think he started tonight. Oh, he's – yeah. But like he he backs up the two star players in right. Clay and right. Curry. But like he's like their support. But I think even now he is he's the real deal. I am very excited to see where Jordan Poole goes in the future and um, uh, what develops from that. Yeah. But back on John Moran, I think he might go down as one of the best players in history if he keeps on the same pace he's going on. If he keeps going at this pace, I just I, I hope for his sake that he doesn't uh, – that he – like 
he uh, he reminds me a lot of a young Derrick Rose, right? Mm-hmm. And Derrick Rose is just plagued with injuries, so I, I really hope that Ja doesn't ever have to face any of that. Um, because yeah, I think he, I think he we could potentially see what D Rose could have been in the in the shape in, in the form of Ja Morant. Um, but so Celtics Celtics Bucks, right? Yep. Celtics apparently <laughs> were were favored heavily, which I thought was I thought was kind of insane, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like Celtics, don't get me wrong, great team. Um, but you can never ever. Count out Giannis onto the Goombell. Well, well, and the Bucks, the Bucks brought back like pretty much the identical team that they had last year, where they were just so dominant. And they won. But they won the championship. Yeah. <laughs> so I, for them to be, I don't know. I thought I found it disrespectful that the odds didn't favor them, despite I mean Celtics picked it up in the last half of the season, but mm-hmm. but the Bucks are just they're the Bucks, and uh, I think we could potentially see a matchup of. A, a rematch of the Suns, Suns Bucks. That would be kind of cool. But yeah. I do want to see Steph get get a couple more rings before, because I, I think he's on his way out within I, the next five years. So I, I also agree. I I really would like to see. So the Bucks are my brother's favorite team. The Warriors are mine. I would love to see that in the finals. It'd be very very mm-hmm. hostile. But <laughs> um. So yeah. So Giannis thirteen twelve and twenty four today. Um, Drew Holiday nine five and twenty five, um, yeah. And one of the biggest stories, even though they do have that identical team, they still have injuries, and um, their go to number two, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, is out. Yeah. So interesting to see um, stuff uh, like that. Jason Tatum gave all that he could, but twenty one points with six rebounds and six assists, not enough. And, yeah, everybody else is shooting 12, 10 uh, point games. So yeah. when you when you do that, you just – How many did Brown have? Jaylen you can't Brown? have that. Jalen Brown, he had 12. Oof. Al Horford, 12. Marcus Smart, 10. Derek White, 10. Grant Williams, 8. Robert Williams, 6. It's just – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so let's move on to the uh, next matchups, and that is uh, Mavericks versus the Suns. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, you have Jalen Brunson, who is just playing phenomenal basketball for the Dallas Mavericks right now. Um, had those two uh, – he had that a 30, 30-something point game and a, that 41-point game, I believe it was, when Luka was out. Um, and dude, this Mavs team is just, they're looking a lot like the old, uh, Nowitzki Mavs team. I agree. And yeah, dude, I think Luka not only will go down as one of the, one of the top players of his generation, if not one of the top players ever, uh, but, but also probably top five international players mm-hmm. to ever play in the NBA. Um, but, and he's still young, so it's too early to tell, but. Just like you said with Ja, if he keeps going at this pace, Luca has a, a very good chance at winning a couple of MVPs, winning a couple of championships. So I, he's one of my favorite players to watch right now. He just he plays. Uh, he's he's just so like smooth. Yeah, his gameplay is so smooth. He plays magical base uh, basketball. He's um, hitting from like 
every position on the court. He can he can ball handle. He can he literally can do it all. And um, he last year he really had to put this team on his back. But Jalen Brunson um, stepping up and Spencer Dinwiddie and mm-hmm. Boban playing a little better and um, stuff like that is just really exciting. Yeah, to see this Mavs team. But on the other side of the court, there are the defending Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns, mm. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Kale Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, JaVale McGee, Campaign, Aaron Holiday, Bismack Biombo. Okay, don't I, I don't want to hear Campaign mentioned on that roster. Dude. I can't – I don't know what it is about that guy. Just like the way his shot looks – is uh, <laughs> dude, he's. I don't think he's. I don't know, dude. I I wouldn't play him if I was the Suns coach, but there he is. He's there playing. he is. He's playing, but, and he plays good. Uh, he, he played good in the finals last year. He did play good in the finals last year. I'll give you that. But I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sold on the Suns team for one reason. Is so obviously they played the Pelicans, and the, dude, the Pelicans. They played the Pelicans in the first round. The Pelicans, it was a miracle that they were even in that position to play a playoff game. So, uh, kudos to them for like pulling their pulling their uh, their game together late in the season. And um, uh, Ingram was just playing so incredible for them. Um, but my point for like not being sold on them is Debo got hurt early in the series, right? And um, the Pelicans started to win some basketball games, mm-hmm. and, and and Chris Paul started to not look like the Chris Paul that we're used to seeing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then D Book comes back for the final game of the series, and they won. But it wasn't like a it wasn't a win that you would expect with Derek. Uh, sorry, uh, D- Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Hayden. With those guys on the floor, it's just not the win that you would expect. Um, but I I don't know the way the Mavs are playing ball right now. I I don't see it being a being a sweep for the Suns. I think the Mavs will at least give them a challenge, if not possibly win the series. I'm gonna say Mavs in six. Mavs in six. I like that take. I like that take. Yep. Yep. I would um, I would love to. I want to see a seven game series before the finals. Like I just want to see some teams compete. Um, but dude, this playoff, these playoffs compared to the bubble playoffs. Oh my goodness! It's so much more fun to watch right now, in my opinion. Um, I, I, as a personal fan of the bubble playoffs, no, don't, don't because they brought us some really, really iconic moments like OJ, um, OG's uh, um, game, game winner, winner AD's it, game winner, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy just giving it his all. Uh, TJ Warren coming out of nowhere. Oh man! Uh, just. There are so many fun moments, and like, it would it would be the same thing, like, but it was like the fact that it was the bubble, and there were a lot of fun with that. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. There were so many crazy moments. Devin Booker <laughs> tried to get in there and like put the Suns on his back before they showed out um, the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the Lakers won, but we don't need to talk about that. They didn't even make the playoffs this year with a quote-unquote super team, but <laughs> we're talking about the teams in this, so we don't need to talk about the uh, Lakers. Um, 
Speaking of the Heat, Heat vs. Sixers, our uh, final matchup of this uh, this uh, round of mm. the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say the fact that Joel Embiid, um, possible MVP. Possible. Is, uh, I think more likely now since the Nuggets are out and Jokic had that one game where he just struggled to score and, and to provide um, uh, any, like, I don't know. Draymond just kind of shut him down when he was guarding him. And so I think that uh, that likened uh, Joel's chances for the MVP award a little bit more. But yeah. I still think right now Jokic would be my MVP. Yeah. I think uh, I also agree. I think Jokic, I think actually Devin Booker has a um, viable um, – Excuse to get after a championship, uh, after the MVP. Uh, but Heat Sixers, uh, Joel is out right now with for, a con- orbital fracture, right? Yep. Uh, he said he might go game three, but the first two games he will not be playing. Uh, I think uh, the Heat had an incredible uh, first round, mm-hmm. so I am going to give it. To the to Miami the, to the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. And if Joel does come back game three, he's going to be masked up, right? Yeah. He'll have a protective mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's – I don't know, but I feel like I've seen a lot of highlights with him playing the mask with the mask on. I feel like he's not awful. No, he is pretty good with the mask on. Yeah. Some players, it just, like, throws them off their game a lot. But I feel like Joel's just such a monster. He just, he's just a f- physical body who <laughs> just uh, – bullies people but yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh i think if the heat do win the two games before joel's possible return then it's gonna be tough for the sixers to come back from that and yeah but the fact that they're even like playing as good as basketball as they are right now is impressive considering everything they went through with the ben simmons trade and uh just like all the drama that that stirred up so it's it's good to see the Sixers playing playing some good basketball um yeah but uh yeah dude the Heat have just looked really good I think their their young talent is starting to really mesh with the older guys like Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler and yeah it's just I think the old the old generation is starting to play a little bit better with the with the new generation on that team so it's good to see and it's good to see Tyler Hero step up as well he's been uh, did he win the six man of the war? Has that been announced yet? Uh, I do not believe so. I know Ja won most improved. Yeah, I think that's the most improved and defensive player of the year. I think are the only awards that have been announced. Yeah, but and t- and rookie. Oh, and oh, Scotty yeah, Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Um, but I think it's really likely that Tyler, Tyler Hero's six man of the year. And uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So okay. you, what, what do you say? He, you said Heat and six. Is that what you said? I said Heat and six. I think. He he will beat the Sixers. Bucks will beat the Celtics. Bucks will beat the Heat. Warriors will beat the Grizzlies. War uh, Suns will beat the Mavericks. Warriors will beat the Mavericks, leading to a Warriors Bucks Finals, <laughs> of course. And um, uh, I'm gonna play favorites here. Warriors win in seven. Warriors win in seven. That would be uh, that would be cool. But I guess we'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. We got time. We, we got have time. time. Okay. We've got about three minutes left, so let's do some rapid-fire UFC. Rapid-fire UFC. Here we okay. Go. Uh, there's a um, 
boxing heavyweight champion um, Tyson Fury recently announced his retirement, but after the fight, Francis Ngannou approached him and um, proposed a uh, hybrid fight where they fight under boxing rules but with um, MMA gloves. Do you think this will happen? And if it does, who do you got winning? I think we'll... So, Francis... I watched a podcast podcast slash interview with Francis and he was talking about how he, he plans to fight uh, cl- probably he wants to fight five to six times in 2023 and he wants to jump between two different sports um, so I think the fight will happen will it happen in 2023 I don't know um, but uh, I I don't know if I don't know if Francis wins that fight I don't I don't uh, he's in better shape than, than than Tyson Fury right and he definitely has heavy hands. Um, but I just think that the boxing element um, and him not being able to, to take down or not him not being able to like throw elbows or, or kicks or anything, that could be really, really dangerous for him with somebody who is just like as, as fast and as powerful as Tyson Fury is. Uh, yeah, um, Francis Ngannou in four rounds. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that one. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. He wins by decision, Francis Ngannou, or he drops him late. If, but that's just my guess. I'm a big Francis Ngannou fan. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of the heavyweight division, um, John Jones says he wants to fight, um, and uh, St- he wants to fight Stephen Miocic, who is the uh, considered one of the heavyweight goats of the UFC. Um, uh, Stipe will not be ready to, for uh, till September, but Jones wants to fight in June. Uh, do you think they wait for this fight in September, or do you think it happens, or do you think Jones fights first in uh, June? Um, so, so you want to know if I think that Jones is going to fight somebody else in June? Mm-hmm. Or do you think Stipe will be ready by June? I don't think Stipe won't be ready by June. I don't think, but I think I think Jones waits for Stipe, and. Like I think he wants to um, come back with a with a just absolute banger of a fight, and so I see I see him waiting for Stipe, um, but I do think that I I think that fight definitely happens in September no, uh, September October November area. Um, it'd be cool if they give it to us right away in September as soon as Stipe's ready. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that will be Jones' first fight back a hundred percent. I don't think he's gonna fight anybody until. He gets his hands on Stipe. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, UFC 274 is this weekend. There are three huge fights, and uh, well, let's just do a quick uh, breakdown and uh, prediction. So Tony, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, who do you got winning that? Mm, Tony Ferguson, uh, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. You say he's not the same per- fighter he is. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but Michael Chandler, Mike Chandler has looked super solid, like just physically and um, uh, just the way that he's fought recently. So I, I, I think Mike Chandler wins that uh, one. Yeah, Michael Chandler, uh, round two in my prediction. Uh, Carlos Barza versus uh, Thug Rose Namajunas. Uh, Rose is um, my favorite women's fighter. So I'm going to say Rose wins. I don't know if she'll win by decision. I don't know if she'll win by knockout. But 
I'm mm, I would say Rose round two knockout. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't follow the women's side of the UFC as closely as I should. I just know all the champions and all the like probably like the top ranked uh, fighters. So I don't really have a lot of info on the chick that she's fighting. But I Rose is just so solid. I don't see yeah. her being dethroned. Yeah, Esparza was the first uh, champion at this weight class. Um, she was she was pretty good for a while. Um, kind of struggled a little bit, and now is on her way back up to fight Rose. But I still think Rose wins yeah. this. Uh, and in the main event, my all-time favorite fighter, Justin Gaethje, finally gets a shot at the t- title against uh, um, Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Oliveira is so very good. good. He's so good. He's, he's impro- his improvement has been unreal and uh Gaethje said in an interview that Oliveira better be praying that he gets some takedowns or else he's in trouble and I, I think that's I think that's 100% accurate I think if if they're just standing up and and, and trading blows um I think Gaethje has a really good chance to win that fight but if it gets uh I mean do we just saw Oliveira in his last fight just absolutely dismantle um who who did he fight Gaethje? No, Oliver. Oh, Dustin uh, Poirier. Poirier. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. Is so good. And, and not a bad wrestler, Mm-mm. but he just absolutely dismantled him on the ground. And so I think that if if Oliver gets some takes down, takedowns and get get some control time, I think he wins that fight. Uh, I agree. I do not want Oliver to win. Yeah. I think he will. But uh, Justin Gaethje, if he gets a flurry of offense and if he fights smart but brave, mm-hmm. uh, I think he could walk away with a victory. Yeah. Um, I get. I think it also depends on his gas tank because I think Oliveira just was very. Uh, he just he just seemed to always find that second gear in, in his fight against Poirier. So it'd be interesting. It'll be a it'll be a good fight for sure. So I I, I want Gaethje to win. I really do. Um, and I have nothing against Oliveira. I just think that that right now he's he's just like at a little bit more of a peak in his in his fights, uh, his fighting prime than than uh, Gaethje is. But we'll see, man. Yep. So that wraps up our first interview, uh, first uh, episode of some personal opinions related to sports, aka sports. Uh, I'm your host, Kane Shea. Uh, the as always, I have uh, Eli Elwanger, and uh, peace out, and uh, good night. Good night. Thank you.